0: Good evening, today I have the lovely Lisa with me. Hi Lisa, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, hi Donna, thank you so much for inviting me along. Um, I'm Lisa Cuts. I'm a crime writer, I've just written my seventh crime fiction novel, it's the first in the series of cosy crime. Um, I was, for 25 years, a police officer, so I've previously written cathedrals, which have been a a fictionalised version of my day job of investigating. And uh, I I started to write Cozy Crime. One of my characters uh, took retirement, and I thought, actually, I think I quite fancy that. (laughs) So uh, I... I followed him and yeah, um, no looking back so far. So, yeah, I, I wrote uh, Murdering Village, which is the first in a cozy crime series, and, and it's been uh, quite a mold, but I've been particularly enjoying this one because uh, it's just a slightly series, business. It's funny, but it has been a lot more fun because stuck in, uh, you know, having to make it as accurate as it can.
0: And um, have you always wanted to write? Uh, Not
1: really, it kind of started by accident. I think the thing was, I didn't really know any other crime writers. I didn't know any writers really, and I was quite happy being a police officer. And then just over 10 years ago, I still continue using her name in vain, but um, Elizabeth Haynes wrote many many brilliant books but her debut was Into the Darkest Corner and I went on holiday just over 10 years ago and read it and it's a fabulous book and I at the end realized that she also worked for Kent Police and she worked in the same building as me she was in the office above me I didn't know her she didn't know me we needed security passes to get into each other's offices which we didn't have any right to be in there so we passed each other by for I don't know how many years and I contacted was such so brilliant holiday. we devoured it in day and she uh, said would, would you like to meet and have coffee um, in our own time obviously not taxpayers time and uh, we became friends and she's just the loveliest person she encouraged me to write and I think it wasn't so much I'd never wanted to be a writer I didn't know anybody who was a writer and I didn't even know how to kick that off and how to get started but she was so enthusiastic and so passionate I thought I'm going to be a writer, so I went home. But I'm going to write a book, and uh, and it was about murder because that's what I was working on, and, and had been for for well over um, it, the whole 25 years I was in Kent Police. I probably did about all that about, about 14 from crime. I thought, well, I haven't got to go far for research. Let's be honest, but although I never ever used any of the actual murders I was working on as a basis for a story, it was uh, that I. Thought, oh, I'm going to take advantage of getting this as accurate as I can. So it was never something I never thought oh, I'm going to be a writer, but I once I started, and today I was I'm on the third in the Belinda Penthouse it, series. So it, Quite difficult to, to not be constantly trying to write or to take notes or plot or work out your next novel. We <laughs> you always try to have plan. If you've got the idea, sometimes they come, sometimes they don't. <laughs> yes.
0: So, you said that um, you were a police officer for all those years. So, um, what aspects of your job did you actually include? Obviously, you can include actual cases. It was more about the the police
1: procedural side and also the teamwork. I mean, there's a, a huge team involved behind the scenes, which some people may appreciate, but mostly I think it goes a little bit unnoticed and it's usually a DI or a DCI doing everything and there's sort of one woman or one man police force who goes and does absolutely everything and I know that it's important that readers want characters they can get behind, I completely get that but it's never one person, it's always about the team You know, I was always really quite passionate to get people to understand but obviously you do still need to have an understanding that I mean, in total, there can be a couple of hundred people. Yeah, I can imagine. We <laughs> work on a murder. There are hundred characters in the book <laughs> a bit, bit overload. But um, I, I wanted to make sure people were at least aware of that and how um, ...differently, and I understand why. But the, I also wanted people to understand the fallout of the murder and. How the family and the friends of the murder victims feel, and the police officers, not as important, obviously, as the family and the friends of those that have been killed. But I wanted to get that aspect in because sometimes I think that's overlooked. Not, not all writers do. Um, and I know it's all about the thrill of finding who the suspect is and hunting testimony of police work and of, of crime fiction, but you, of course, want to find the culprit but also there's a load of other stuff going on in the background so I've tried to incorporate as much of that as I can um, and paperwork is obviously never ended in the police and to write a whole book about it and then we've had some paperwork and then we put a file together which would really not be very interesting <laughs> I completely get that so I've tried to also, RoboCop, the new remake. He makes the <laughs> reference to going to do some paperwork. That's how much we
0: have paperwork. Even RoboCop does it. <laughs> <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> and uh, did you tell your colleagues that you were starting to write?
1: Yeah. I, I, well, the first thing I, I had to do was get uh, clearance to be able to do it because any any other job or. Uh, anything that may sort of bring you into into trouble, really, at work, you, you have to through the police and um, police officers, civilians. Uh, any kind of to do a second job, whether you're earning money at that job or not, whether it be you know, dog sitting or you know, whatever it is you you want to do outside your, your actual role, um, you have to get clearance to do that. And I also thought, you know, I don't I don't want to be fired, <laughs> and I. please. Being working on murders and then just turning those tragedies natural story that is never what it was about. It was about showing people um, what goes on, what happens, how things are genuinely investigated. So I had to go through all that and obviously I had to go through my um, sergeant and then my inspector and make sure that that, um, that was okay and what I was doing was fine. Uh, and also, of course. I wanted them to myself, to it. and um, I had a couple of book launches, and you know I, I had a book launch um, last week for Murder in the Village, and which was great. Um, they come along, I buy the book, they tell me they read it. Mostly, they they you know, they give me good feedback. If I don't get any feedback at all, I just never ask, just in case. But of now and again, someone will say they think they recognise themselves in it, or is that so and so in it? especially if it's really not, it's generally not. Um, now again, you pinch funny stories. I've, I've, I've nicked a few funny stories that people have told me about things they've been doing when they're out in inquiries, but I always ask them, is it all right, if I use your story? And, and they go, yeah, yeah, great. And they put them in acknowledgements. And some of them are like, oh, that's great. Or, there was a couple of my colleagues went out to do an inquiry and they left the house and they got, they didn't get very far. They kind of got down the road, uh, just probably about half a dozen houses away. Is what's that noise? And they both looked round and the cat from the house they'd been in, so they had to go back and drop the cat off. Uh, and I said, do you mind if I use that? But I embellished it quite a lot and they went on this really long journey and then they realised the cat was there and they went back and then other events happened. So it's always quite nice to, to get people's permission to use those silly little stories and then you can build on them and add them in. But so far, no one said, no, you can't. They've all been quite happy to oblige. Yeah, I bet.
0: (laughs) Especially if (laughs) there's (laughs) a human for them. And have any of your colleagues wanted to be uh, characters?
1: Um, He's now retired, but he was a police officer and then he went back to be um, uh, basically a front counter. When you go into a police station and the people on the front counter who who advise you, give you answers to whatever your inquiries are, um, he was a front counter assistant and he he asked if he could be a character in there, which was quite handy actually because I did have a couple of people coming into the police station and it was quite good. And I, I, I then introduced the character in another book so I, I have had um, he asked, and I have had somebody else who, who wasn't a police officer, who I approached and said, um, "Would you mind if I use your you as a character in the book?" Because she um, she worked for Bulgaria, her partner set up and um, husband set up straight hearts Bulgaria to uh, rescue basically uh, dogs in Bulgaria, and to bring some of them back and rehome them. And I've got a dog theme running through it. So I said to her, Can I use you as a character if that's okay? And I, I think she's now, I think she's listened to it rather than read it. And um, I'm hopefully she's happy <laughs> with what I've done. But I did ask her permission, otherwise I wouldn't have done it. But uh, yeah, it's mostly been other people rather than colleagues. Colleagues haven't really been that forthcoming <laughs> to put that
0: together. You're probably worried what you'd do with them. <laughs>
1: they could be, they could be. I mean, I have always guaranteed people it would be nothing nasty. I promise. And uh, you know, there are obviously every book's got characters that you love or hate, and um, you know, obviously some unpleasant ones. And just because you're a police officer doesn't mean everybody gets on with each other. There are occasions where people don't get on very it well. It's all like any job. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't. Um, I haven't gone to town on anyone. <laughs>
0: So. and out of all the books you've written so far do you have a favorite character uh
1: i the first two i wrote had uh, a, a character called nina foster who was the dc and they're all from her point of view and i did enjoy those because it was kind of i got <laughs> i got quite a lot of things out there that were bugging me at the time so it was quite cathartic really um but i I have written there's character Harry Small Cameo in the first book, a little bit more of the role in the second book, and then books three to four, sorry, three to six, which was books one to four in the East Rise series, he was the DI, and although it wasn't all about him, it was his team. Um, and then he then he's the character. I then retired. Who's now moved down to a, a, a fictitious, fictitious village that I've called Little Channel Lincoln and he's moved there. And he's—he's he's probably the character that I've grown to enjoy. Writer, although I should probably say Nina, because. She was my very first character and it was really great to, to write from her perspective. But um, as I say, she's <laughs> in two books, he's in seven, so uh, soon to be eight and nine. So I, I guess it would be Harry.
0: And <laughs> um, what's been your uh, most fun scene to write and what's been your most difficult?
1: Um, I've had quite a lot of fun with um, mainly the, the banter between police officers and I think probably that it's been quite nice to have Harry and Belinda in the Belinda Penthouse mysteries that kind of bounce off each other that's all been great fun um, there is it's uh, I've mentioned Emma Smith earlier on from Street Hearts Bulgaria it, there is a scene at the where I did quite enjoy it or towards the end I did quite enjoy writing that because they're all sort of asking each other questions and it's one of the characters has been quite ridiculous and the others so what were you talking about? And that was great fun to write. I really did enjoy writing that. Um, there's probably been lots of ones I've enjoyed writing. Uh, but I say, I'm probably mentioning the ones that are the, are the most recent and then most difficult ones. I I wrote Mercy Killing, which is the first in the Eastwise series. And it's, although it wasn't about abuse of children, it was because I was working on historic abuse of children at the time and it was I never ever for one second wanted to and and wouldn't have done justice to taking the survivors accounts of what happened and, and make that into a book but it was always about what happened if that offender was murdered and how would we feel as a team investigating that murder and trying to find who killed someone that was quite frankly a despicable human being that nobody really had any time on anything for and I think the, the whole book was actually quite difficult to write because I wanted to do it justice for writing about what had gone on and what they'd gone through but obviously it wasn't my tale to tell so I was writing it from a different slant so it, the, the whole book was quite tricky in that respect to make sure that I was not crossing the line in any way and, and say it was, it was never, that was never my account to give, but I was trying to look at it from a police looking perspective. So
0: yeah, that was, that was the hardest to write, so. Well, I can imagine, but it must have been satisfying when you finished, must have been one of the most satisfying. It was, absolutely, it absolutely was. It was, it was a, you know, quite a relief of a feeling, yeah. And if you were to be a character in any of your books, which book would you choose?
1: Um, probably the latest one, probably a Little Challenge because it's just, despite all the mergers, so very nice, uh, there's, there's lots, it's a lovely village with lots going on, lots of really great people um, and a nice close, close-knit close community. So I think probably that would be the, the best one for me
0: if I was a character. And hopefully you'd have more chance of making it to the end as well, yeah?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. the small population, is an alarming murder rate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, despite saying that you had quite a lot of knowledge, is there anything you found out uh, when researching that you found really interesting?
1: Uh, yes, I, I asked to go. Uh, some people m- might think that all police officers have to go to a post-mortem, and it's not something that you have to do. I hadn't been to one, and I did ask if I could go. Um, And it was quite, it really wasn't an unpleasant experience. It was very um, professional, I suppose is the word. And I I kind of surprised myself, because I don't think I ever would have done it if it hadn't. I was quite upfront with the senior investigating officer when I said, can I come to the post-mortem? He said, is this research for a book? And I said, uh, yes, because like, I can't lie. Yes, it is research for a book. And he said, yeah, okay, meet me at the, meet me at the morgue. So it is. Um, and it was uh, it was just um, really... It was the amount of dignity that, that went into the whole thing. It was, um, it was a young... In the book, is about in reality. And just the whole dignity of how he was treated really was just quite
0: humbling. Right, that's, yeah, that's lovely. The
1: internet's at it (laughs) again. Yeah. That's a Sunday night. Everybody's watching telling or something, not telling, watching something on the internet. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah we shall persevere it's fine <laughs> um but i totally forgot what i was going to ask you next now I'll, i remember um do you have any fears or phobias and um, would you write about them <laughs>
1: No, I um I don't don't sound fearless, but it's nothing particular scares me. Not the world is I that makes me sound like I've got no worries
0: in the world. Well I I imagine
1: but um, nothing's you know I haven't got spider or
0: Oh, sorry Don, let me cut out again, sorry. <laughs> so I was going to say, I imagine with your with your job you've seen some of the most horrendous things anyway, so once you know that you can deal with them, then there's not much that can scare you. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's, it's like anything, you know,
1: there's the situations that you, you're aware of. Because I've been a police officer, because I'm a woman, you know you get on a train at night you're probably more wary as a woman than you are perhaps as a man what part of the carriage you're sitting or what part of the train you're sitting so um i think it's probably a little bit of both a little bit of the job and a little bit of being a woman and you're know, traveling at night but nothing really petrifies me that i'm really concerned about um, good question really good question but i can't think you anything Probably at the end of it afterwards, I think, oh, yeah, actually, I really
0: don't like whatever it is, but right (laughs) now. Well, if there's nothing that comes to mind, it can't be that terrifying. So, that's That's very true. (laughs) And um, if you were able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? Would
1: probably be Agatha Christie, she is my favorite author. I think she'd be, it'd be very, well, spending a day with her would probably just turn everything I've ever written and how I've been writing on its head and put me to shame. Uh, but I, I think she was a, um, a meticulous plotter and note taker, whereas I am I tend to be a little bit more winging it. And I think that would probably be very insightful to, to have a look at how she plotted her books and how she went about them. Um, and of course, that was all without computers as well, where she was handwriting everything, whereas the you know, oh, just changed that, it's very easy to do. Um, whereas, you know, this was, a, a you know, somebody who just had notebook off.
0: A notebook, so in person to speak. And um, if you were to meet any author now, who would you most fangirl over?
1: Oh um there's so many that I I really oh despite the, the crime element of um of what I, I write and what books I absolutely love and um I I do follow her on Facebook but she's probably somebody that if I met I'd just say hello because <laughs> I would be a little bit so in awe of her I wouldn't know. What to say I'd probably just be I'd probably come across as a little bit rude and aloof because I'd just be a bit blown away I'm sure she's lovely and really great and down to earth but <laughs> I think she's probably higher oh yeah. <laughs> 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 just that I don't know quite a few crime writers because um, yeah Harrogate is just so much great fun I did go this year but I'm going to go next year and all the other the crime festivals everybody's just so great and down to earth and you just see people and you chat and you walk up to them as you know and everyone's oh hi and they're you know so there's never any sort of oh, this is a really famous author and here I am you know just down here that's uh, Harrogate. everyone's very chatty and friendly and inclusive so I suppose it's slightly different because I do know so many of them and a couple of them have become good friends over the years that that's slightly different but I'm sure if I went to any other festival that wasn't crime would it be you know a romantic novelist so I'm sure if you think they're going to
0: be a little bit um, aloof and they're far from it really yeah i went to um to harrogate and i loved it but and everyone's like oh we'll ask you who everyone is because you've interviewed so many and it i i just was completely overwhelmed anyway and i was like i don't know (laughs) and there was like faces i recognize but I didn't know why and yeah so and then I went all shy and couldn't go up to people (laughs) which was crazy yeah yeah
1: yeah they're all so friendly yeah
0: it's great yeah I'm going to bloody Scotland in a couple of weeks I'm looking forward to that
1: brilliant yeah another one that that I've been meaning to go to for a couple of
0: years
1: so that's their favourite because it's so good, but it, it's, it's quite um, it's quite compact. I think you know Harrogate, as you know, is just massive, isn't it? And um, I think with Bloody Scotland, it's very um, not intimate isn't the right word, but it, it's, it's on a much ball all the good elements of Harrogate where everybody's just you know quite intense. So yeah that would be wonderful.
0: I hope so. (laughs) It was a whim, so we shall see. (laughs) Yeah, oh no, I'm sure it will be. Um, And what do you like to do when you're not writing?
1: I don't read as much as I'd like to, because I do find if I'm reading, it's always a lot more fun to sit and read someone else's book than it is the hard graft of sitting down and writing your own. But I do like gardening. And the weather's been a bit, well, I don't know where you are, but it's been a little bit rubbish here. But I do like to get out and and get some gardening done. So that's pretty much because I've only just recently retired with working full-time and writing. I didn't really have a great deal of time for much else, if I'm honest. It was always a bit, just get everything done and a bit of a tight timetable. So it's only been the last few months where I've been able to say, actually, I've got a bit of downtime. So I'll hopefully pick up on a few more nice hobbies, nice relaxing ones like gardening.
0: You won't you're just right because it <laughs> becomes an addiction. I know what you authors are like. <laughs> Sadly, I think you're probably right, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> hmm? if, if you're gardening, your head will be like, Oh, I wonder if that would work. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. I know I have some audio books when i am done, so um, yeah, and then
1: you you're just sort of doing some weeding and then you stop in a list of the (laughs)
0: cookies so yeah it's uh, never ending yeah well that's good because then we get to read more of your amazing books so it's all good for us readers thank you thank you I'm sure I've actually read one of your books as well which is unusual Um, when I uh, have my list of authors I'm Ready to interview? I'm like, I'd love to read, you know, one of every author's books, and I'm just like, yeah, there's not enough time. <laughs> but I'm sure I have actually read one of yours. So, well, what? <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs>
1: I'll
0: have to go back on Goodreads and find see if I can find it. But yeah, I don't remember which
1: one. Yeah. <too>
0: yeah i've read i've already read uh 80 books this year i think and then god knows how many last year i'm doing a degree wow what's that 10 a month
1: thing
0: you've read 10 a month wow yeah that's a lot of books yeah yeah I, i was in my final year of my degree as well so i was writing a dissertation
1: madness yeah what's
0: your degree in forensic science
1: oh wow right
0: okay yeah yeah hard going yeah brilliant yeah it was yeah. <laughs> and annoyedly we never got to go to a post-mortem we were told that we were go- allowed to um or that they're trying to arrange it and then just never happened and then covid so mm. yeah oh <laughs> well, yeah fun and interesting
1: yeah no, there will be if you i'm sure you'll get a chance to get to one that they are it wasn't how i perceived it to be you know i thought it might be really unpleasant it was uh, far from it it was quite it took a a really long time but it was it was very interesting it really was
0: yeah yeah hopefully well i uh i need to retake a unit because i (laughs) (laughs) so hopefully Mm -hmm. Um, if you were to invite four famous people to a dinner party who would you invite
1: oh um, who would I invite Agatha Christie would be one of them Um, hmm, difficult one I would probably have to go with predominantly authors I think I would say HG Wells
0: George Orwell
1: Elvis Presley
0: there we go awesome <laughs> that sounds like an amazing dinner party <laughs> that
1: would be quite mixed up wouldn't it all shook up yeah that would <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, see what they made of each other
0: yeah Elvis is very popular all of a sudden actually um, yeah he'd be very busy It yeah, would be <laughs> Lesson, yeah. (laughs) Um, And who was your first celebrity crush?
1: Um, It was probably, uh, I would imagine it was George Michael. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I should imagine it probably was then, yeah, George Michael.
0: Nice. (laughs) Yeah, I love that question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's always interesting to see. Although I knew yeah. people would turn it back on me and I'm like, I don't know, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, just thinking about
1: that age growing up, I was never really a fan of a lot of the other bands and I was never really that much into actors and films then. So yeah, I guess it would be George Michael.
0: Um, and can you watch um police and those sort of shows on TV or do they annoy you?
1: Mostly they do annoy me, I have to say. Um I do end up shouting at the telly a bit. Uh I, I do get sometimes why they do what they do because it's to, you know, it's either convenient for the plot or because you have to have the DCI, the DI doing everything because that's what people expect and that's the character they want to see doing everything. But yeah, not... not They don't normally impress me that much, if I'm honest. I like the comedies. The comedies are always brilliant. Um, it's like Thin Blue Line and... Um, I don't know if you remember the Jasper Carrot, Rob Powell detectives. I just to love that. That was just so funny. Uh, but yeah,
0: they, they, I prefer the dra- the comedies much more to the dramas. Yeah, um, two brilliant series actually, and very um, un unknown and underappreciated, I would say. But uh, I love the Thin Blue Line. It's so silly. <laughs> but
1: it's <Yeah>. just great. <laughs> oh, it's really. <laughs>
0: funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Oh yeah, I might have to find, see if I can find it actually. It's just, yeah, less. Um, If you're able to travel to any period in time, either forward or back, where would you go? Sorry, you broke up, one of the I? By the internet. If you're able to um, <clears throat> travel to any period in time, forward or back, where would you go?
1: oh oh blimey um i don't really know i don't know if i really want to know too far into the future especially at the moment um, i would probably be back but i wouldn't want to go back too far probably 80s 90s because that was sort of the time i was a teenager in the 80s and and it, you know i perceived it as being really fun time other people might have thought the 80s were horrendous but i thought they were good fun um so probably the 80s <laughs>
0: That's um, a surprisingly popular choice, so, uh, yeah, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> well, someone wanted to go to the day that the world ended, but not to die as the world ended, but to see how it ended, which was weird, but each to their own, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a bit like
1: a Doctor Who episode, that
0: one. Yeah yeah I'd not rather for not, me.
1: just in case it's a lot sooner
0: than we all think <laughs> yeah quite yeah oh god yeah imagine it's like 10 years or something yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> ignorance is bliss yes absolutely we'll just keep, keep going <laughs> um so are you working on anything at the moment and do you know what you're doing next
1: I've got the second in the Belinda Pentos mysteries uh, coming out in December, which is uh, Murder at the Castle, and then the third is out in April, which is the one I'm currently writing. But I've I've only just started; Uh, we've only got a working title. That's um, how I've plotted it. I've just got to write it. (laughs) So uh, after that, I've got a few ideas, but I'm just going to see how things go for now. But um, yeah, one, or, one or two more ideas uh, for Belinda independent Mysteries and then another couple of ideas that have just come pinged into my brain but that's about as far as I've got really with them
0: awesome <laughs> well I don't think I have any more questions unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you that you want to tell us no
1: I don't think so Donna thank you brilliant questions thank you that was uh Really made me think on a Sunday night. That doesn't normally happen. I'm only just sitting in front of the telly. <laughs> now, brilliant. Thank you ever so much. But now that's wonderful.
0: It's made me think as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so before we go, would you like to just remind everyone where they can buy your books from and where they can find about more about you?
1: There's uh, all my books are available on Amazon, especially the most recent one, Murder in the Village. Um, it's primarily on amazon the others are available the never forget remember remember my first couple and uh mercy killing buried secrets lost lives and don't trust Him. they're all on amazon or available through kobo or, or bookshops any independent bookshop had all in. and um if you want to find out more about me please follow me on twitter or on facebook and uh, instagram uh, i don't um have a website but I do have a if anyone wants police procedural questions answered I do a monthly comment column in in writing magazine um which is uh just people email me and if I can get back immediately I will but sometimes it's a a few days before I can reply and I'll reply to your emails and then if you use your question in writing magazine it'll appear in there so uh, please do get in touch. Brilliant thank you very much thank you thanks ever so much